before we get into this shit, I want to apologize to the fans of Little Kim and to Little Kim personally because there was uh, an important verse that I forgot uh, last show, and it was the Benjamins. But this time, I'm a lot more prepared. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I updated the list. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to just read it off. Number 10, Whoa. Number 9, The Jump Off, second verse. Number 8, Get Money. Number 7, Not Tonight, Remix. Number 6, Crush On You, first verse. Number 5, No Matter What They Say, third verse. Number 4, Players Anthem. Number 3, Big Mama Thing, Unreleased Verse. Number 2, All About the Benjamins. And number 1, Quiet Storm, Remix. Now, with that being said, let's start the show. Yeah. To all the killers and the hundred dollar fillers. For real, niggas who ain't got no feelings. Feelings. Since they were at home, 
but here's the problem. This is what I said on previous shows, man. You, you always cannot depend on the home game. Because the road team will surprise you sometimes, baby. And let me tell you something. The Milwaukee Bucks beat the Phoenix Suns 123-119 to in Game 5 of the NBA Finals. That Phoenix Suns curse continues. Now, am I saying that the series is over? No. But does it have a chance to be? Yes. Now, we're going to probably start on Milwaukee side of things. Shout out to Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, and Giannis for showing up, especially Drew Holiday. Because Drew Holiday, as I, I've praised him on many occasions as one of the best two-way players in basketball. And I had felt like Drew Holiday got robbed of not only a nomination for Defensive Player of the Year, but the actual award within itself. A lot of motherfuckers looked at me crazy, said I was out of line, said I was talking sideways, yada, 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 yada. But tonight, in the first half, Drew Holiday shut down Chris Paul. Now, Chris Paul had a better second half. It just seems like Paul was disengaged those first three quarters. In the fourth quarter, Chris Paul played a whole lot better. But um, Holiday had a double-double, 27 points, 13 assists, and three steals, including the biggest steal of them all on Devin Booker, which pretty much sealed the game for the Bucks. I mean, he also had three steals and a block and was 12 of 20. Drew Holiday had been shooting atrocious all series, and finally... He has the breakout game in the most important moment of the series. Now, what you have to think about is how important Holiday was on, how how he was on both sides. Now, we're not going to forget about Chris Middleton, who did good. He was fucking up in that first quarter and some parts of that fourth quarter. When he missed the free throw, I was shocked because that was the one thing I thought that he could do well. But um, 12 of 23, 3 of 8 from 3, uh, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, not bad. That was pretty good. But um, Giannis Antipo-Negro, being the number one, being the ultimate Batman, being the motherfucking man, 32 points, 9 rebounds, and 6 assists. And all of those assists that Giannis contributed were big because he drew the double team and was kicking it out to guys like Connington, who was huge tonight. 14.6 rebounds. Pat Connington has played well in this series. As you can tell, I'm out. If you heard that uh, Corvette engine, nigga, that's not me. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, man. Pat Connington has been big this series. Bobby Portis had nine points, but y'all don't understand what his impact was on the floor. He bought the energy. He bought the excitement. It's about time that Bobby Portis finally showed up on the road here because when he would be in Phoenix, he'd be quiet, but in Milwaukee, 
He'd be the loudest man on the floor. But Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo, man, 14 of 23. Now, he was 4 of 11 from the line, which is not good. But at the same time, Milwaukee's big three were on. I'm not saying that they're a big three in general. I'm just saying the three best players on the team, not as a big three, but whatever, right? Whatever you take it how you want to take it. But when those three are on, you can't beat them. You have to look what look at what Phoenix does versus what all look at all Phoenix has to do to remain in the game versus what Milwaukee has to do. And this is why I picked Milwaukee to win this series. Pick Milwaukee simply because they have the best player in Giannis Antipo Negro. That's all. I'm not trying to discount what Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton can do. That's not what I'm trying to do. I mean, Phoenix, look at them. Five niggas in double figures, right? DeAndre Ayton had 20 points and 10 rebounds. But DeAndre Ayton doesn't have 20 points and 10 rebounds if they you know, stop fucking playing small ball. I'm just saying. But, um, Miles Bridges had 13 points. That's another dude that needs to step up if Phoenix is going to stay alive in this series. Chris Paul had 21 points and 11 assists. Although he had a slow start in the first half, the second half he came along. And I was surprised that Milwaukee was missing defensive assignments around him. Now, Chris Paul may be a choke artist in some cases, but you don't leave Chris Paul open, period. He's still a star player. He's still a a crafty veteran. He's still a solid player. He's still a top 20 player. You don't leave those types wide open. You just don't. But D-Book... Jesus, this man was hitting shot after shot after shot. It was like Milwaukee really couldn't do nothing with him. I mean, Holiday, even Holiday would try to check him in. He he would still make the damn shot. Like, that's just something you got to live with. He was 17 of 33. Two of four from three. I mean, Chris Paul shot well from the field. It's just that Chris Paul needed 30 tonight for them to win. I mean, I just think that it was just too much Middleton, Holiday, and Antetokounmpo. And they did this shit on the road. And Milwaukee is a hell of a home team. I don't think Phoenix is going to win game six. I already picked the Bucks in six. Why not, you know, stick to what? needs to be done here now 10 versus let's move on man let's move on um oh man i don't think there's any uh any stray news today so let's move on to 10 versus man this artist was originally born in philadelphia and let me tell you something about them philadelphia niggas philadelphia niggas are spitters you talking about Black Thought. 
You're talking about um, Beanie Siegel. You're talking about Cassidy. You're talking about Freeway. You're talking about Petey Crack. You're talking about Meek Mill. Them some spitting ass niggas, man. We're not going to count Uzi Squirt. No, fuck him. But um, I'm just saying, like, Philadelphia niggas is spitters, B. But at the age of 14, he was kicked out of his mother's house and moved to California and became affiliated with the Crips. Now, if that didn't necessarily jog your memory on who the fuck we're talking about, I'll give you some more clues. He was signed to one of the greatest labels of all time. He never got to release a solo album, but his group got to release an album. All right. My 10 versus candidate for tonight is none other than Corrupt Young Gotti. Yes. Corrupt, I feel like, is one of the most underrated artists. He's definitely a top 100 rapper. He's got probably maybe two classic albums. Corruption, The Streets is a Mother. Those two albums are classic albums. You know, even though I wasn't a huge fan of Corruption, Corruption had some bops on there. Now, the this is tough. This was tough. It was a very tough list to develop. It took me an hour to put this together. Um, the Lil' Kim shit, I definitely rushed that one. I'll have to take that loss for that. And there were a lot of verses that I missed, but, I mean, Kim's got hundreds of verses, so... Corrupt's got hundreds of verses too now. I could miss something here, but I went, I was very calculated when I made this. So, also, this is my list. But number 10 comes off one of the Dog Pound's biggest hits. And yes, I'm on the road. You can hear my car right now. But I decided to take the scenic route because I didn't want to sit nowhere because, you know, niggas get popped every day in Detroit just sitting in their car. But anyway, number 10 comes off of the Dog Pound's 1995 album, Dog Food, as Michelle A steals the show and Corrupt, Corrupt's second verse, I mean, no, it was Corrupt on the second verse of Let's Play House. Let's get to it. Number 10, y'all. Yes, 
sir. Yes, sir. Number nine comes from Corrupt's album, The Streets is a Mother, and it is on one of the most underrated diss songs of all time, and that is Calling Out Names. Now, Corrupt got basically um, Eve relayed to Corrupt. You know, she's from Philly also, right? So they have that connection there. So she told Corrupt that Foxy Brown, his current girlfriend at the time, was fucking with DMX. Yes. And once he found out that she was fucking around with DMX, he went into the bluff and just basically blacked out. Now... This is number nine, Corrupt Calling Out Names. What's up, Fred? Daz, nigga, Daz assigned you. And when you hit the West, this is what we gon' do. Get y'all niggas, slap y'all niggas like bitches. Flipping through the hood on switches. I just bought me a Cadillac last week. With a new bitch since my old bitch tweak. Nah, homeboy, the game just ain't the same. If you wanna know, corrupt set it, and I'm calling out names. Yeah, buddy, this was very testy. And yes, this is only just number nine. Now, yeah, man, disclaimer, it hurt to leave Dog Pound Gangsters, the first verse, out. That shit hurt. Girls all pause. I mean, Nate Dog kind of stole the show. I got love verse tough to leave off. Yikes. But anyway, number eight was pretty much a diss to all the Ruthless Records artists at the time, Bone Thugs and Harmony included. But... On the Murder Was The Case soundtrack and the Above The Rim soundtrack, there was a song called What Would You Do? And Corrupt just caught a body on this verse. So, number eight, Corrupt, first verse on What Would You Do? I mean, third verse on What Would You Do? Let's go. Yeah. Back up in your ass from the twitch of the eyes. Probably not the difference because it's about, about who's the quick because I'm a natural born killer. You won't play the born killer. And I still a hat. Motherfucker, because it's like that. Now, I bet you like what you can. You can fuck with me or my girl. Now, it's only motherfuckers that I can include. Who's quick to blast motherfuckers in a few? 
It doesn't make a difference Cause it's about who's the quickest From the draw to end all existence For instance, let's take these ruthless spooks These ruthless spooks in the pound in one room A soup is only for conversation So let's conversate Slip a nigga to 38 in this out the clip, mind on set trip, cause niggas talk shit. Now a nigga had a friend before a nigga died. Alright, alright. Now, number six, no number seven. This was pretty much the whole world's first look at corrupt. You know, even though um there was a track called Lyrical Gangbang on this album, I mean it's it was on, featured on 1990. This was featured on 1992 Dr. Dre's The Chronic and Corrupt started off the song so number 7 is Stranded on Death Row let's go yes yes it is I it is I and all who agree are more than 3 cause they're weak yo I'm in the house for sure. Because I want to talk about the hearts of men who knows what evil lurks within them. But let's take a travel down the blind side and see what we find down there. Call, call, call. Straight on death row. So when I swing my shit, I get rugged like four head breath. Your fat track, that bitch, but thanks to type. When I was sliced, kind of lethal. Niggas know the road that I kick, there's no weeple. I'm murdering niggas, yo. And maybe because of the tone I kicks when I grip the mic and kick shit, niggas can't fuck with it. So Definitely one of the more underrated niggas to me. Number six. This was featured on Snoop Dogg's 1993 album, Doggy Style. As pretty much, this was technically a dog pound song. You know, Snoop Dogg only did the hook and the bridge. But he gave Corrupt a big showcase here on this Doggy Style album. So... Number six is pretty much the fourth verse on For My Niggas and My Bitches. Yes, that's number six, y'all. Check the vital rock, no doubt. Running them like Flojo. Friend, they don't. 
Alright, alright. Number five is on Dr. Dre's 1999 album, 2001. And this is one of the, the most known songs from this, but Corrupt's verse doesn't get played on the radio for a lot of major reasons. They usually just go straight to uh, 6 2. No, they usually go to Nate Dogg's part on the song. But this is one of my favorite corrupt verses right here. Number five is explosive. <laughs> right there number four uh, man this is one of the best posse cuts ever assembled man it's crazy that i had to dig for the inspector deck verse on this song deck killed this shit too but um number four is a cut on tupac's 1996 album all eyes on me which is also <laughs> my favorite album like ever <laughs> You already know what time it is, man. It's Corrupt's verse on Got My Mind Made Up. Listen, all everybody went crazy on that fucking song, man. I mean, you know, that was probably a Method Man snub. But at the same time, my nigga, Method Man got heat, bro. But so does Corrupt. Let's go with number four, Got My Mind Made Up, man. Cut, uh, cut them off with the frostballs, so I'm a rhyme, 
split the bricks on the wall. Should already have an idea about the superior sphere. The brain around create on both sides of the equator. I rock here to there to Philly and back to LA on the spot where I rock and bust like straps. As your views get overshadowed when you come in contact, beware set and prepare to end the verbal combat. Fuck you, loser. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, corrupt was snapping on that bitch. But um, number three. Damn, I just realized I snubbed Method Man's the what? Like, ah, uh, like I said, bro. Fuck, dog. Fuck y'all, man. I told y'all, man. Doing these fucking top tier lyricist ten verses, it's not as easy as you think it is, bitch. But anyway, number three is a classic, classic. This showcase corrupt. This was his chance to rock on his own. And yes, yes. It was the first single off the Dog Pound's first album, Dog Food. New York, New York, the first verse. Let's go. doggy style and this was the first video that corrupt appeared in rapping and this nigga completely went ham on this record right here now number two is corrupt verse on snoop dogs doggy dog world let's go can we get a motherfucking moment of Whole fucking block pumping. Don't sweat, but check the technique. I'm getting like Charlie, you never fucking. 
streets and house streets. Corrupt, the names of my moms are catching slugs and I smoke weed for the fuck of it. Rough and rugged shit. It's unexplanatory how I get wicked, but it's mandatory that I kick it. Check it, I'm running homes in 94. Now must I prove it, homes call me sugar for the way I be sticking and moving. Put me up for a with some. I'm headed up. Hit the button, the light shit up like red dome. Peep the massacre from a brutal assassin. Murder with rhymes, back in tech nines for some action. You really don't know, do you? You fucking with a hawk, you can't do me. I'm going out looking like a Somebody stop this, man. <laughs> Number one, I mean, come on, dog. It's only one verse left. This is his most known verse. You can fight me on this if you want to. I mean, it might not make number one on your list if you're like a real, true, corrupt fan that has all his albums like Corruption, The Streets is a Mother Space Boogie, Smoke Odyssey, you know, the Dog Pound Dillager and Young Gotti albums and the one that came, Cali is Active, you know, all them fucking albums and shit. Number one, I mean, come on, dude. You gotta go with Ain't No Fun, dude. Like, come on, man. Come on, man. It's not even close at this point. Let's go. You're back now at the Jack Off Hour. This is DJ Zidik. is the uh corrupt 10 verses um i appreciate y'all for putting 35 minutes into this shit damn but um i'm gonna get the fuck up out of here man i appreciate y'all and i'm off